Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. If somebody is an absolutely awful partner to you, does that make it fair game to ruin their career aspirations? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, how I got back at my brother for burning my prom shoes. Before my parents got married, they agreed to have just one child. When they had me, they were so sure I was the only one. But no thanks to the absence of a 100% foolproof birth control method, my mom got pregnant with my baby brother. On my fifth birthday, my mom had him. I remember spending my birthday morning at the hospital, my dad walking in and out trying to get different stuff for my mom and staying with her through the labor. The first thing my grandma said to me that morning was, honey it's your birthday. I was outside waiting with my grandma wondering what the fuss was all about and where my birthday cake was. When my grandma and I were finally allowed to see my mom, she was holding my baby brother in her arms. I was happy to see him. I finally had a sibling to play with but my young self didn't understand why my mom didn't wish me a happy birthday. That night, I burst out crying when my grandma announced that it was time to go to bed. My parents paid me no attention, but my grandma did. She asked me what was wrong, and in tears, I told her that no one got me cake. She hugged me and called my parents' attention to it. They apologized, and my dad hugged me. My mom was too tired and was lying on her bed. She waved over to me to her bedside and I hugged her while she lay down. It's a blessing. To find siblings who share the same birthday is such a rare occurrence, my grandma kept saying in amazement. My dad patted me on the back and promised we were going to have lots of fun the next year. We'll have a double party, he said excitedly. In the months after that, everyone, my parents and grandmother, transferred the love that they had for me to my brother. He got their total devotion, attention, and affection. It didn't help that he cried ever so often. As my brother and I grew, however, it became more glaring that the excessive love and adoration everyone showed him was not going to end because he had grown. My brother became a little selfish rascal, caring only about himself, throwing tantrums if he didn't get his way, and trying to manipulate everyone into doing things for him. My parents made me tolerate his selfish and entitled behavior even when I was sick of it. They would let him touch my stuff and make toys out of them. It was frustrating. I would warn him sternly to stop and he would cry, yell, and kick. Then my parents would be mad at me for chiding him. He's only a child. Can you please give him some allowance, my mom would ask. My dad was not so patient. He would threaten to punish me if I didn't let him have his way. I could never just eat my food in peace. My brother would cry for a piece of my food, and he would even cry to get a piece of my lipstick whenever I was wearing them too. What pissed me off was how my parents never cautioned him. They just expected me to understand because he was just a baby, even when he was no longer a baby. My mom used to promise that my brother's bad behavior was just him being a child, and that he would learn to behave as he grew, but she was wrong. He didn't get better with age, it just became less cute when he threw tantrums. I still don't know if my parents just loved him way more than they loved me or if they'd already gone too far and letting him have his way and didn't know how to go back. They were extremely protective of him even when he was wrong 
especially my mom. He could do no wrong in her eyes. Once, he soiled my mom's friend with soup. She had come over to our house for lunch one Sunday evening, and he started one of his tantrums as usual. She warned him to stop, and he poured his onion soup all over her dress. She felt so disrespected that she left. My mom's pleas for her to stay fell on deaf ears. My mom created no consequences for my brother's behavior. She yelled at him when her friend left her house and angrily left for her room. That was it. Years later, my grandma died and I was very hurt. She was the only one who had my back in the house. My brother may have been her favorite, but she treated me nicely too. She would comfort me whenever my brother annoyed me and was being supported by my parents. Things went downhill after my grandma died too. My dad and my mom started having issues and our home was no longer as it used to be. My parents barely even spoke to each other, even though they never fought or argued in front of us kids. They were separated even though we all lived together. I knew this because my dad moved his things into the guest room. Since my parents were avoiding each other, they hardly had conversations about my brother's behavior. They sort of overcompensated for their separation by letting us kids do our thing. They let me go out with my boyfriend and stay past my curfew. My mom was less interested in the color of my hair, never mind the fact that I dyed it red, just to get any kind of reaction from my parents. My dad acted like he didn't see my hair and my mom just said, that color is unacceptable in this house, and never followed up on it. Usually she would make me cut it or change the color. My parents also stopped caring about my brother eating too many snacks. They even filled the fridge up with more snacks for him. My dad left the house eventually since my mom could no longer handle him living with us and not speaking to her. He wanted a divorce, but she did not and they wanted to see if they could work something out. Things didn't work out, so my mom decided that it would be best if he moved out. Things became worse after my dad left home. My brother became worse. He would do silly things like write all over my notebooks. He was old enough to know that he was in the wrong, but he would do it anyway. My mom, as usual, would not wade in each time I reported him to her. Everyone said he was young and that was the reason for his behavior. People expect children to be naughty sometimes, but he soon became a monster in the house. And that was because my mom enforced no consequences for his actions. She even got him a puppy on our birthday. He'd been pining for a dog, and my mom said no, but she eventually gave in and got him one. One day, my dad came home and took us both, my brother and I, to the mall to shop for clothes. I was to get accessories like shoes and jewelry for my prom, and my brother needed new clothes. I couldn't find the earrings that would match the hairstyle I had planned, so my dad and I kept looking to the irritation of my brother, who complained that his legs hurt from standing. My dad told him to go over to the sofa and sit, but he refused. I reiterated what dad said, and he spit in my face. My dad was shocked. My dad had had enough of my brother, so he yelled at him to keep quiet and go sit on the sofa. My brother, seeing that my dad would not indulge him as my mom does, went to sit on the sofa while I kept trying on new earrings. As my dad drove us home, he gave my brother a thorough tongue lashing. You're no longer a child, you're growing into a young man, and you should learn to behave yourself. My brother pouted and ignored my dad's chiding. He then pulled out his headset and wore them. My dad angrily stomped over and ordered him to take them off, but he refused. Frustrated, my dad started the ignition again and drove us back home. When we got home, my dad asked to speak to my mom privately, and my brother and I excused them. 
I knew my dad was going to talk to my mom about my brother's behavior. My dad had joined in indulging his vices when he lived with us, but I'm sure he thought my brother would grow out of his selfish and rude behavior. Not long after my brother and I excused my parents and we heard my mom yelling at my dad, I rushed downstairs and saw my dad making the leave. How dare you tell me how to raise my kids when you're the one who walked out on us? She was upset for the rest of that day, and even my brother behaved himself. I tried to talk to my dad the next day, but he screamed at me and called me stupid. My mom heard him and immediately came over to his room. She took his game pads. She announced that he was no longer allowed TV privileges and all other privileges. He started to cry and kick as usual, but my mom ignored him. You must apologize to your sister. Until you apologize to her, you're grounded. I knew whatever my dad said to my mom had gotten to her and she was trying to set my brother straight. I knew my brother was going to throw a tantrum. I expected it to be something like throwing his dinner away like he always does or cutting his hair, but he didn't do any of that. I went out to my best friends to discuss prom preparations and when I returned, I perceived a burning smell from the kitchen. I went into the kitchen and saw my brother from the kitchen window. He had guilt written all over his face. I called my mom who was reading a book in the living room immediately because I knew something was wrong. I had perceived the smell of something burning and saw him looking guilty so I knew he'd burnt something. When my mom and I rushed out to the backyard, we saw that my brother had burnt the shoes my dad and I got for prom. My mom rushed to the tap in the backyard, scooped and poured water all over the shoes, dousing the fire. It wasn't completely burnt, but the silver had blackened and it looked horrible. I cried uncontrollably that day. My mom was pissed. She called my dad to come and get him, but he refused. He was still upset about what had happened the last time they spoke. My frustrated mom sent him to his room and kept apologizing to me. We'll get you a new pair, she promised. I loved those shoes and not being able to wear them because my brother had burnt them made me very angry. I decided I was going to get back at him. I thought about burning his game pads, but I figured my mom could buy him another one. Yes, she was mad at him for burning my shoes, but I knew how she could be. She'll forget about it in no time, passing a message to the brother that he can mess with me anytime. I wasn't going to allow that. That weekend, my mom took me to the mall and I got another silver pair of shoes. It wasn't as pretty as the last ones, but they looked just as great and I knew they would look marvelous with my dress. Interestingly, when we got home, my mom took the shoes to her room, in fear that my brother would damage them again. She didn't say why she was keeping it for me, but we both know why. She could no longer handle my brother. He had gotten out of hand. I was on my way to my room when my brother's cute dog ran up to me. I rubbed his back, petted him, and thought, if only you could talk. If the dog could talk, he could perhaps talk to my brother about his horrible behavior. At that point, the dog was the only one my brother even paid attention to. That was when it came to my mind that there was no better way to hurt my brother than through his dog. I went over to my best friend's house and told her that we wanted to give up our dog. She was so excited, she wanted to have him, but her mom wasn't having it. They already had two huge dogs in their house. Her boyfriend helped us set up an online profile to see anyone willing to adopt the dog. I had a picture of the dog in my cell, so I sent it to him. We put up the dog's picture, and people loved him and declared their interest. I had to find a nice family for the dog, so I spoke to two people. A man who wanted the dog for his preteen daughter, 
a single lady who had another dog, and a couple looking to adopt one. I picked the couple because they seemed nice and they were also closer in proximity and were planning to leave town. Some days later, my best friend, to whom I'd eventually revealed my plan to, skipped school with me and went to my house. It was the perfect time since everyone was out of the house. We took the dog and went off to meet the couple at a coffee shop. The woman was very excited to meet the dog and he was friendly toward her too. We talked and my best friend and I went back to school. It was hard for me since I loved the dog too. I even cried a bit but at the time I firmly believed I was doing something right. The night was hard for my brother. He sat outside waiting for his dog to return home. When I told him what I did, he tried to attack me but my mom stepped in. My mom made me find the couple and she asked for the dog back, telling them what I had done. They did bring the dog back but it took a while. Do I regret doing that? No. Maybe if we never got the dog back I would've but I did teach my brother that other people can be just as mean as he was. He sobered up since then and my mom stopped tolerating his bad attitude. I would hate putting up with a sibling like that just about as much as anybody, but it's not worth giving the dog up over. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy these crazy stories of revenge, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our last crazy story of the day is, I ended my girlfriend's career as a chef before it even began. I didn't think I could ever love again, not after what my ex-fiance did to me. Luckily, I moved on from it and have opened my mind to loving someone else again. My ex and I met for the first time at my best friend's wedding rehearsal. She was the bridesmaid and I was the best man. It was only natural that we tried to see if something would come out of our relationship. The bridesmaid and the best man getting together was quite the cliché, but we hardly spoke all through the wedding. The few times we talked, she barked orders at me. While we were preparing for the wedding, my ex earned a reputation as the crazy wedding planner. Some others called her perfection lady as she was very uptight and wanted everything to go as she had. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Planned. Not a single detail out of place. She catered for the event and was the bridesmaid at the same time. Despite not being the wedding planner, she did more planning than the event planner. The event planner was the one who was mostly irritated by her. Despite her uptightness and constant barking at others, I couldn't help but notice how beautiful she was. She had a pretty face, her eyes were gorgeous, and she looked small for someone who was so bossy. I tried, but I just could not get to talk to her at all through the wedding rehearsal and the actual wedding. But I couldn't even get her to dance. She was all over the place, trying to make sure everyone ate and that they liked the food, that the other bridesmaids looked good, and that the pictures came out right. She just never caught a break. I don't think she truly enjoyed the wedding. I could not get her out of my mind, so I asked my best friend about her. 
It turns out she lived in a different state, closer though, and worked in a big restaurant as a sous chef there. Her parents lived in the state I lived in, where the wedding took place, so she came around very often. I stepped back when my friend told me that she didn't even live in the same state as me, but I was drawn to her and since I couldn't let it go, I asked him about her again. He was surprised that I liked her and I asked why. He said, you've always liked taller women. I said, that's right, man. I don't know. I just like this one. I asked my friend if he could set us up. They said, she's not my friend, but my wife's, so I don't think I could do that. He, however, promised to talk to his wife about it. He got back to me days later, and she agreed to set me up on a date with her friend. Our first date went nicely. She revealed that she had noticed me at the wedding, but was too swamped to say anything. I said, you didn't exactly look like someone who liked me when you screamed at me at the top of your voice. She burst out laughing. Your best man speech was getting too long and we needed time to do some other things. Hmm, you were busy being the crazy planner lady, I said. She laughed and said, was that what you called me at the wedding? I said, that's what everyone called you. Oh, please don't tell me you didn't know. They said, I did not. I was too busy trying to make sure the wedding went well and you guys were too engrossed in making a joke out of it. I said it was a wedding for the love of God. We were supposed to just have fun. You were trying to make a formal, serious event out of it. Weddings are formal events, she pointed out. No, they're not. I mean, yeah, maybe, but we gotta have fun at weddings too. We don't have to make it into some court proceeding. She rolled her eyes and looked away. Well, mine won't just be a fun event. I said, you don't want your guests having fun at your wedding? She said, I do, but not too much fun. I'll make sure everyone takes it seriously. It's supposed to be a solemn event. A solemnization of love. She paused. Am I being weird? Oh no, I know I'm being weird. I didn't think she was weird, but I did think she was a little too serious. I said, no, I don't think you're weird, I responded. Maybe intense, but certainly not weird. She said, intense? I said, I guess, but hey, that's one of the things that makes you who you are, and I like it. She said, who am I? I said, the crazy planner lady. We both laughed. We went on another date the next week when she came to visit her parents and then we had another date the week after that. It soon became our thing. She came into town every weekend and we hung out. During the week, we would text and call each other while looking forward to seeing each other at the end of the week. As weeks went by, she stopped coming to town to stay over with her parents. She would just come over to my house and we would spend the entire weekend together. I started considering proposing to her. I knew she would make an excellent wife. She had all the qualities I wanted and someone I would want to spend the rest of my life with. After giving it much thought, I called her dad and asked for her hand, and he gave his blessings. I was already well acquainted with her family. They were sweet, loving people, and I genuinely could not wait to be a part of their family. On a Sunday afternoon, her parents invited me for lunch. My ex prepared the meals we ate, and after we were almost done eating... I got down on one knee and proposed to her before her family. I was happy that afternoon. We all were. Soon after she went back, I noticed that things weren't as good as they used to be with us. She went cold and distant, and each time I asked her about it, she would dismiss my feelings and tell me we were fine. I started to think it was because she was getting cold feet about us getting married. I knew she wanted the perfect wedding, so I suggested that we pushed back the date so we would have more time to plan. She thought it was a good idea too. Things improved between us after this, so I thought I'd solved the problem and we moved past it. Shortly after that, she decided to quit her job at the fancy restaurant she worked in. Her parents tried to convince her to wait until after our wedding, but she refused. 
She told me she was no longer comfortable with the distance and wanted to move to the town her parents and I lived in. She also wanted to start her private catering business. It was all she's wanted to do, to own her kitchen and be in charge, her mother said to me when we talked about it. I supported her decision and encouraged her to go after what she wanted. She moved back to town to live with her parents. I tried to get her to move in with me, but she refused. It made little difference to me since she was almost always in my house anyway. It was a difficult period for my girlfriend, and it sort of affected our relationship. She wasn't getting catering jobs, she'd quit her job for three months and had just one job and even that job was a gift of sorts from her uncle. He paid her to provide desserts for a little party he had. She wasn't happy and naturally, it affected me and even her relationship with her family members. Luck seemed to smile on us when the uncle who had paid her to provide desserts found her a job. A famous attorney had died and his widow was putting a funeral together. My ex's uncle had told the family that he knew a fantastic chef who would be available on short notice. The family agreed to hire my ex. She was super excited when her uncle called to inform her. She was in my house at the time and asked if she could use the kitchen. She'd been on bad terms with her mother just shortly after she moved and didn't want her mother breathing down her neck and telling her to quit her job to do her own thing was a bad idea. Sure, honey, I said. Happy to be able to help. I'm open to helping if you'll need help, I offered too. I may not be a good cook, but I'm great at helping. My sister, who's 12 years older than me, is a chef. When she lived with my parents, I used to help her out all the time. That's very sweet, my ex said, kissing me on my cheek. I can't afford to pay someone to help me, so this is a big deal, really. I said, oh, that's fine. You don't have to pay me in cash. You can always pay me in kind. She swatted playfully at my head and kissed me again. That next afternoon, she was at my house with some of the things she needed for the job. I noticed her countenance was different. Something was wrong, but I didn't ask. I just chalked it up to her usual rigmarole with her dad and mom, especially her mom. I need to tell you something, she suddenly announced. What's that? She then confessed that she went out with her ex after she left my house the night before. Why? I asked quietly. She said I was just too happy about the job. So you went to him to celebrate? No, we just had a drink. Why? I asked again. I don't know, I just needed someone who understands how much I've always wanted this. I said, and am I not that person? She said, no, it's not that, it's just that we've been together for so long. He understands. I said, listen, I don't want to talk about this again. It was just a drink. She nodded affirmatively. I said, this can't happen again. It won't, she said. She tried to hug me, but I moved away. My ex and I soon got to work, setting the kitchen equipment in place. When we were done, she picked up her purse and left to get some ingredients at the supermarket just around the corner. It wasn't until she left that I remembered that we needed toilet paper for the bathroom. I called her and heard her cell ring from the kitchen. I went over and picked it up. I never felt guilty about snooping that day. It felt right at the time. She had, after all, gone out with her ex. She got great news, and the person she invited to break the news to was her ex. I was concerned, and rightfully so, because that was someone I was going to marry. I checked her messages and saw one from her mother chiding her for not telling them that she would spend the night at my house. She left my house that night and went out for drinks with her ex. I wondered why she stayed out so late that her mother assumed she was with me. What if she spent the night at her ex's? I tried to banish the thought from my mind, but it kept coming up. 
I kept checking through her text messages and found nothing, so I checked her voice messages and saw one from an unknown number. With shaky breaths, I listened to her ex thank her for spending the night. I know you might be nursing feelings of guilt and regrets, but I don't feel bad about what happened. I'd like to see us again if you want to. Every word he uttered pricked me like a needle. I took my car keys and drove out to the park. It was always where I went to clear my head, and it wasn't far from my house. It wasn't the first time I was cheated on, so I knew how to handle that. I had since made peace with the fact that anyone could just cheat. It happens. What I didn't understand was why she lied to me about just going out for drinks when she went over to his house, and most likely hooked up with him. I called my best friend, the one whom we had met at his wedding, to tell him about what had happened. But before I could even tell him about it, he casually mentioned that he saw my ex when he went out with his other friends for dinner the night before. I was shocked. Did she see you? I asked, trying to contain my anger. He said, yeah, we said hello. It dawned on me then that my ex only made that confession because my best friend saw her. I returned home with a revenge plan. She had already started with the cooking when I got to my house. I silently helped her while she cooked. She noticed the coldness, I'm sure, but must have just dismissed it and named her confession as the reason. She made pasta and cheese. My ex is an excellent cook, though it tasted very good. She had some to taste before the water dried up, and I had some too. When she left the kitchen for the bathroom, I pulled out a salt pack from the kitchen cabinet, emptied it into the pasta, and added a little water. As soon as she was done with the cooking, I helped her pack them, and her brother came over to take her to the funeral venue. When she left, I cried my eyes out. I couldn't believe what she had done to me. I couldn't even tell my best friend about it. She came to my house that evening, and we had a huge fight. She knew I did it because she had tasted it before leaving for the bathroom. The guests couldn't eat the food. It was terrible, and her uncle was devastated. She left there in shame without her balance. When she confronted me, I told her what I'd found out too. She cried and I cried too. We decided to forgive each other and move past it, but things never returned to normal. I was ready to move past it, but my ex couldn't bring herself to forgive me. I'd ruined her career in that town. One day, she sent a message informing me that she was leaving town. I tried to contact her after that, but she never responded. That was the last time she spoke to me. Does anybody else feel like OP maybe dodged a bullet there, considering they were able to just convince themselves to look past it and give them another chance? If somebody not only cheated, but went around behind your back so blatantly, should you just leave that relationship be and not give it another chance? Even if in every other measurable way you seem perfect for each other? I'd like to know what you guys think. But with that said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy story of revenge, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.